When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Look at us. I look like a giant lemon. You've got a moody vest on. I wish people could see that, by the way. I might have to take a photo later. We're here, baby. Sorry I didn't get you last night. You did uh, Frank Smith. Has that gone down well? It's a bit weird. You, yeah, you need to I, watch I, it, really. Yeah, well, when you tweeted last night saying go to 17 minutes, I did go to 17 minutes and I still didn't really understand what was going on. Didn't know who Foley is. We made it all up. Foley's a pretend name. The two teams he made up. Oh, really? All, that's all quite the good. players. But she was getting along with it, wasn't yeah, she? Foley's unbelievable. That's, that's yeah. what I mean. Okay. Uh, Frank likes to get in his piece now as he's. Yeah, I know. Well, what happened was actually uh, last night we were in here working and finalising the Ruiz contract and all I could hear was you voice noting him because I turned down an interview with you said we'll do it tomorrow all I could mate I'm by the lift uh, where are you mate then his missus calls a Coogan's just knocked at the door <laughs> yeah relentless mate it was at like 11 o'clock at night I've got bag I don't like coming on a day and not doing anything on the opening yeah. day right Andy Ruiz mm-hmm. obviously highly tipped mm-hmm Sources confirmed yeah. as well. But as we stand here today, which is at what time? 10, 15, 10 o'clock, you, um, Vegas time, mm-hmm. so about 6 o'clock. You're waiting for the contract back? To be signed, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've, we've basically got a final contract. So um, he's due to sign that contract in the next couple of hours. Then we'll release. The timing of this interview will be dependent on that release because we're talking now as if it's signed. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to get it done. It's been a nightmare 10 days. Um, I've had to make some, some decisions myself, like almost personal decisions. You know, when you've got a guy who will fight anyone, it's almost up to me to go out then and then say, okay, so who's real? So we quickly found out Luis Ortiz was a waste of time. We quickly found out that other people were a waste of time. We quickly found out that others weren't really ready but would take it for the money. We quickly found out others that I didn't personally feel were good enough to be in the ring that night. Um, And speaking to people personally and individually, I found a guy who has a ton of spunk, who has very fast hands, who has operated at a high level who arguably should already be world champion 
and although aesthetically he may not be the best looking heavyweight in the world, I believe in terms of the fighters that are, that are genuinely available, this is the one that will give AJ the toughest test and this is the one that will give us the most entertaining fight and that was important for me. Because there was others that, you know, and we, listen, we can talk about it now. I mean, Don King's been blowing up my phone for 10 days. Trevor Bryan. Yeah, and Trevor Bryan is a big, quite an athletic heavyweight. Um, looks much better on the scales than Andy Ruiz. Um, but, and I know box rec's not like the be all and end all, but it gives you a good idea of where people are at in terms of the opposition they've faced, etc. And, and Bryan was 12th, the ranked 12th best heavyweight in America. And he was behind people like Eric Molina, you know, Dominic Brazil, like guys who AJ's beaten already. So I had to make a decision that probably, like, maybe Trevor Bryan to the casual fan was an easier sell than Andy Ruiz. Because they'll look at Andy Ruiz and say, well, he ain't in the best of shape. But in the boxing community, and I have to follow my, well, it's a bit cheesy, but follow my heart in that respect and say, Ed, which one do you know will be a much, much better fight? And when you speak to people in boxing, they all say Joshua Ruiz will be an absolute war. And we don't know how long it's going to last, but we know Ruiz will give it everything. He will let his hands go. He's dangerous. He's explosive. He's fast. And, you know, that's, that's the guy that we picked. If you had a, theoretically, a hit list of six, mm -hmm. where was Ruiz kind of when it was At the started? start, two or three. After I mean, who? Ortiz? Ortiz. Yeah, Ortiz. Ortiz was always the but first But who would you shot. have had instead of Ruiz if you could Pro have had? Probably no. I mean, I think all the feedback I'm getting from the boxing community is this is a much tougher fight than Jarrell Miller because it's similar in many respects, but Ruiz has much faster hands um, and he's better on the inside. So really it was Ortiz, Ruiz, Hunter, um, and then we talk about the other guys, Kiyabal, Brian, Char. You know, Hunter was, was well in it for a while. I just didn't feel that that fight would have been that great a fight. Hunter's a brilliant fighter, but I just think coming up to heavyweight, he's going to move a lot. And it's I want a guy who's going to come and have a tear up. He's going to come and light up Madison Square Garden on June 1. And of course, Andy Ruiz does have the added carrot of he would become Mexico's first ever world champion if he could win this. He's got a big Hispanic following. Obviously, there's a big Hispanic um, community in New York. Obviously, we have a many, many Hispanic subscribers with The Zone through the Canelo deal. So everything sort of aligned towards that. And when I spoke to Andy Ruiz, I found a guy that was, yeah, of course everyone wants a good deal, but I just found a guy that was desperate for the shot because he thought he could win. And I know how much it means to him fighting for the world heavyweight title, and that was important. Because I spoke to so many people, it was like, oh, well, make it this much. No, make it this much. No, all right. And then just, they're messing around. And we haven't got time to mess around. And here was a genuine guy who wants the fight. And um, he's going to bring it. He's going to bring it. He's coming straight off a fight on Fox last weekend. Yeah, last weekend against Dimitrenko. Um, so he's, he's ready to go. And he's, you know, he's already in camp. He was coming straight off the back of a 10-week, 12-week camp. So he's fit, he's ready, and he's going to give it everything, and it'll be a war. Just going back to Luis Ortiz. Now, obviously, you made some comments there, and then they made some comments about mm. how they've kind of, in their words, kind of balls it up. But well, it's very simple. I don't really want to start going into who was offered how much. But when someone 
puts a story out that is intentionally designed to discredit Anthony Joshua or Matchroom, of course I'm going to say something. So that's why after they said, oh, they lowballed us, I came out and said, okay, when, when this deal is done, I will expose you. Now they sort of killed my buzz because they come out then and went, shit. And came out and went, no, actually, he didn't lowball us. Uh, we just dropped the ball. Um, our promoter lowballed us. Like, well, what are you talking about? So the truth of the matter is, is the first phone call I got, I got two phone calls when this news broke straight away. One was Don King and one was Jay Jimenez, who is Luis Ortiz's manager. Okay, Jay Jimenez phoned me up and said, oh, can't believe this. I don't think Lewis will be ready. So I'm like, okay, well look, I'm going to speak to AJ. I haven't even spoken to, I think I spoke to AJ maybe an hour or so before, who said, get me anyone. But I haven't really spoke to him in depth. So I said, look, find out if Lewis will be ready. Okay? He came back, um, I think the next day or two days later, and said, make us an offer, blah, blah, blah. I made him an offer, $6 million. That was my first offer. Your first offer? First offer. Was that more or even to what Miller was getting? Um, wait there one second. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, it better be good. Um. So that was our first offer, which in parallel, right? So with the with the offer that Miller was not the offer, yeah, but yeah. what money, money Miller was getting. Okay. So he came back. He didn't come back to that offer. Okay. So, I like Jay Jimenez, so I'm not gonna like out him too bad because I don't think it's his fault in this thing, but I just wanna get the facts right. So, on Thursday the 18th, he sent me a message saying, if Joshua is really interested, send over a simple Offer we'll make uh, with, with a real offer number, we can make it happen. Okay, so this was like Thursday, so this was 48 hours or so after we found out. It was actually quite far down the road with other people by then. So I come back and said, No problem, I'm down the road with another offer. Are you now saying he will take it? So he comes back and says, Lewis says yes, but I need to get back to them with a number. Call me when you free up. So I said, No problem, we'll do. Have a think what your number is. So I went back next day. This is where we're at, $6 million, okay? No reply. This was on Friday. I don't know what happened in between. Monday I said, I'll call you. I'll call you at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So obviously we haven't really spoke, so. So then, later on, oh, that was at two o'clock in the morning. So later on that day, I come back and said, right, this is it. Seven million for June one. Okay, come back for quite a bit more. Uh, sorry, a rematch for quite a bit more. And if he loses, I'll give you another fight for a lot of money, the security, which is in here. Talk about nothing back. Okay. 
The next day, I send him a screenshot of the Instagram post that they put up. All right, remember that one? Yeah. Saying, it's a no-go for June 1. Sorry, guys, we were told to stay as quiet as possible. Well, we actually said to each other, me and Jay, let's keep this between us because we want to get this done. Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. right? Because everyone, and play possum, I'm not sure who told him to that, because every time someone called Lewis out, it was just a gimmick that didn't work. Received news from promoter that it's a no-go and was all a gimmick, and Hearn's low-ball offers will not be accepted. Um, sorry to the loyal fans, Lewis really wanted this title shot, right? So I've sent him that with a thing saying, really? Question mark? Yeah. So he's come back and said, sorry mate, that's not from me, it's from the promoter. Me and Lewis, it's not me, it's not me or Lewis, I felt seven was good enough for Joshua, but we can't make the last call. And then something else about him and Lewis, which I'm not gonna disclose. Um, that's it, right? So I'm like, hang on, not only were you offered seven million dollars, but you tried to out us in the public eye, in the media, to try and fuck our reputation and discredit us when you got offered six and then seven million for a fight. And how much did you get when you fought Deontay Wilder? I don't know, a million? If that? So you got offered seven times to fight Anthony Joshua. And all these people want to say, oh, Joshua don't want to fight anyone. Oh, he's just, Eddie Earns just mucking around. Like, this happens time and time again. So that's why I wanted to get it out there because I wouldn't have said anything. You know, you would have interviewed me. I would have said, yeah, we made Lewis Ortiz a really good offer. He didn't feel like he was ready. But when they come out playing games like that, it pisses me off so much. And the truth has to be told. So that is the truth. They turned down an absolute fucking fortune to fight Anthony Joshua. You know why? Because they don't think they can win. That's why. And they'd rather wait for Deontay Wilder, who they're telling me they've been promised that they're fighting Deontay Wilder next. So I hope they get at least seven million to fight Deontay Wilder. Was your seven million your absolute max yes, on that? it was. Yes, yeah, so that was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, there's so nothing it. more to be said on that, really. No. no, only that they look very stupid. And I'm pleased that we've got that. And I'm pleased that the truth is out there. And I'm pleased that Jay Jimenez come out and went, oh no, actually, hurt hands. But he had to because he knew I was going to do this. So, you know, it, it, it's annoying. And you find in these situations, that's why I chose Ruiz. Because I found a guy who wants it. He wants it. He thinks he can win the fight. Not a guy who's just like, oh, if you pay me enough, oh, no, well, you know, well, I can't win, but like, I'll take the money. Fuck that, I'm not interested in that. People are paying their money to come and see a war and a tear up. Not a guy who's coming in there to survive for the money. So that pissed me off. That really pissed me off. So that's why I wanted to get it out there. But they kind of broke my mojo because they already got it out there to soften the blow. But were they playing a game to try and get more money out of you? But you was no, gonna, so. that was your first offer anyway. I was so. chasing them non-stop. No, yeah. it wasn't, it was my second offer. It was two offers. But I said, this is it. This is the deal. And, but it wasn't even, it was only, to be honest with you, I made that offer, the last offer, at, on Monday morning. And on Tuesday morning, Last they week. put that story out. Yeah. It, was, it was the next day, mm. saying it was a low-ball offer, it was a joke. Uh, they're just using it for publicity. So yeah, so there's the truth. What happened to Michael Hunter? Um, 
nothing. Michael Hunter, we negotiated with a little bit. Um, he was very fair. His team was very fair. It was more, I suppose it was more of a style matchup than anything. I just, I don't, didn't feel that it would be the greatest fight in the world because I thought Michael would be so oversized, he'd be having to move a lot, pot shot. And it was actually coming after the Chisora Gashi fight. And I know Michael Hunter's a lot better than, than Gashi, but I was thinking, I don't want a guy who's moving around, I want a guy who's coming to fight. And I know Michael Hunter does come to fight, but um, he'll get his shot. He'll get his shot. He's going to box on May 25th on the Usyk card. And then, you know, I believe he'll get his world heavyweight title shot. I suppose your second option to Ortiz would have been Kaunaki, really, wouldn't it? But he kind of ruled himself I out think quite early. Kaunaki and Ruiz are like for like. I mean, even physically, like for like. But they're, they're in the same bracket, I would say. I think Ruiz has much faster hands. Um, Adam has a really good engine. The only difference is why I probably would have chose Kaunaki is because of the following in New York. Mm. That's, that's about it. But, you know... He's Polish. Ruiz is Mexican. It's an important market. And, you know. and Char? Was he really considered? Again, I didn't feel like... Char was another guy who aesthetically looks better than Andy. Right? But ask yourself the honest question. Would Joshua Char be a good fight? Or do you think? You know, I like Manuel Char. I like Manuel Char, but the Ruiz fight is a lot more, in yeah. my opinion, competitive yeah, than, exactly. than Char. Yeah, so, exactly. And I can't... You know, although we're going to have to show people, like non-boxing fans, that Andy Ruiz can fight like fuck. But he can. I know, I know he can. But look, in an ideal world, know, if Andy Ruiz was ripped, if he, he was ripped to shreds, he would be. Oh, he'd be my number one choice, probably over Luis Ortiz. But it's only like now people go, "What? He ain't in great shape." It's like I know, but watch, like, yeah, like watch just, him fight, I know, but I know. that's not great for me because the casual market is is the big, the mass market. So like when I look on social media about Andy Ruiz, most people, well, I know boxing followers are going, that's a good fight. Better than Miller. But the others are going, who's this geezer? So it's our job now to educate them and say, no, no, look, you have to believe this is... And, and that was part of the decision process. And that was a tough decision. Because I could have got Char, I could have got Trevor Bryan. It's mad when it has to come down to it, isn't it? That you've well, got to think about that, about how even he though he Andy looked, Ruiz can, yeah, can I have it I know. and can fight for fun, the way I know, it looks, it is, but it's like it's that's just, like, I know. That. I know, but that's what your you know AJ does appeal to that mass audience. So it's it's about showing people the facts and saying no, no, look, and that was a tough decision because I could have got Manuel Char or Trevor Bryan. I would have got absolutely ruined by boxing fans. But Don King could have been there with Trevor Bryan. He's a big lump, looks in good shape. But in my heart of hearts. I wouldn't have been excited about that fight. I'm excited about Joshua Ruiz. It's going to be a firefight. But I wasn't excited about Joshua V. Char or Joshua V. Trevor Bryan. I'm not saying they can't happen in the future, but it wasn't... It just... How much did Audley want? Audley wanted nine. Nine. No go? No. You know, I just felt that he wouldn't be ready. He'd need a longer camp. So. Okay, no problem. What have you made of... Um the six-month ban from the WBA? I think it's a little bit misleading because I don't actually think it's a six-month ban. I think he's out of the rankings for six months. So the WBA can't ban Jarrell Miller. Does that make sense? They can from re remove him from being in Correct. the rankings. Yeah. yeah. So they can't say you're banned from boxing. So if, if a commission allowed Jarrell Miller to get a licence tomorrow, 
he boxes. It's nothing to do with the WBA. It's just not right. So yeah, what the, yeah. for one of their belts. Correct. So right. what the WBA is saying is, you're not in our rankings for six months. It's not enough time. It's not enough time. But what are the other governing bodies going to do? You think? I mean, he's not ranked with the IBF. I don't think because he pulled out of the Pulev fight. WBC is not ranked with because he didn't sign up to Vada, funnily enough. And WBO, yeah, he's ranked. So I don't know. Probably, probably twelve months. It's it's really down to the commission now. Do you understand? It's not about the governing. It's not about the WBO, WBA, IBF. It's about the commissions and what the commissions say and do. Commissions. Commissions. Well, yeah. Because he can apply to any commission he wants. You spoke about the the New York State mm. Commission. Where Certainly, there's a loophole I, I, I there. can't. No, it's not a loophole in that you have to reapply for your license. It expires over. Was a he period. about to apply yeah, for his yeah, license? Yeah, had to to fight. Obviously, but, but it's a it's a process that you pass your medicals, you apply for your license, you get it same day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not a tough process as long as you're you don't have any reason why you wouldn't have a license granted to you. That was obviously the reason he failed a test. They refused him a license. They then that was the first test. They then went, okay, well let's see the B sample and then we'll consider our position on your license. If he would have passed the B sample, then he would have got a license. He then failed two further tests. I can't speak on behalf of the New York State Athletic Commission. In my opinion, they won't be letting him box for the next year. But that's one commission for a whole country. So how does Kansas feel? How does Texas feel? How does California feel? How does Las Vegas feel? I would be shocked if any commission let him box within the, in the next six months. And I think that would be still ridiculous. Did you see the video that um, he put out this morning? No, I haven't seen it. So, this is from today. It's your boy here, Big Baby Miller, man. I just want to give a shout out to the fans and people out there. Listen, don't believe everything you hear, but we got a lot of great interviews and information coming out real soon. I want you guys to check it out and listen. Um, shout out to Andy Ruiz if he gets the fight. What else can I say, man? This is the sport of boxing. A lot of people want to point the finger. Remember, you got four pointing right back at you. Or is it three? Either way, tune in, check us out. A lot of good things coming in the future. Sometimes you don't work out the way you want it to work out, but like I said, God got a plan. What do you think? I, don't, I mean, I just, I just think he should just come out and say, "I did this." I heard a rumor saying no, that the, the HGH was for my elbow because I had a bad elbow. What was the EPO for then? What was the other? I mean, I, like, hmm. I don't know what to say. But I mean, it would be, I know it's irrelevant now, but it would be interesting to actually hear. Yeah, but. You what? can't look. If you fail for one substance, I want him. No. I want him to be clean. <laughs> I like Jarrell Miller. Do you know what Threes I mean? I've worked my nuts off call. for Jarrell Miller over the last two years, giving him a lot of money, giving him a lot of opportunities because I like him and I, I rated him as a heavyweight. I got him in a position. I got him life-changing opportunity to fight Anthony Joshua. I don't want to kick the guy when he's down. I don't want to. Like, I'm not enjoying this. Like, this has been a shit ten days for me. I know it ain't about me, but it's affected all of us, you know? We've invested a lot of money into that fight. We did a fucking media tour in London, in New York. I mean, the team's travelling dozens of business class. Like, it's fucking painful. So I actually, I want him, I didn't want him to fail the drug test. I don't want him to live in a state of, you know, depression or being upset. I just want him to tell the truth. 
And all this, oh yeah, yeah, but wait, there's a lot you don't know about. Yeah, wait and hear the real stuff. Just fucking tell the truth, mate. You failed three drugs tests. So why did you fail those drugs tests? Oh, well, one was an L. But when you've got history, okay, when something new happens, it ain't a good look, you know? And you're going to be treated differently to other people. You understand? But you'd also think you'd be even more cautious to say, I've signed up to Vada, fighting Anthony Josh for the World Heavyweight title. Wow, I'm getting a lot of money. What an opportunity. Just don't put any shit in your body. Just for 10 weeks. Like, can you not do that? That's what pisses me off more than anything. So is it that he just couldn't, he didn't think he could win without it? Is it that he just, that's, he's been doing it all along? I don't know. Or is it that he took three things that he didn't know about and, I don't know, I, I would like, I would. Have you heard from him since? Yeah, he, he messaged me. Um, well, he, he first messaged me after the first test. But recently, yeah, there's the another one. Yeah, saying, saying um, saw your interviews. You know, but there's some stuff about Varda. You know, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, just like it was a long, long message. But I didn't reply. I don't. Look, I don't sit here today hating Jarrell Miller. I, I don't really hate anyone, and I, in a way, I feel sorry for him because. He completely fucked up. But I just wish he would come out. Like he's going to get a lot easier ride if he came out and went, this is actually what happened. I was talked into it. I made a mistake. I wanted to win the fight so badly. And I made, I just made a fucking stupid call. Now, what we don't want to hear is, yeah, well, there was one. The first one was a tainted supplement. I didn't know anything about that. The next one, I had a bad elbow. So I had an injection from the elbow. Yeah. Could you come back, please? Thank you. Do you know what happened last night? Half two in the morning, knock on the door, right? So I'm, I go, yes, hello. So, and then they open the door, right? So I, I go, who's that? Because I can't see the door. Oh, security, um, have you checked in? So, sorry? I said, you what? I was really pissed off, to be honest with you. I said, you what? He says, uh, Yes, have you checked in? I went, I've been here three days, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, sorry. Goes away. Minute later, knocks on the door. So I've got up, I've opened the door, I've gone, what? He's gone, sorry, it was the wrong room. <laughs> I said, I'm oh, blinded. Thanks, mate. That's what you need. So, yeah. Ed, uh, talk about the press conference from um, White and Rivas, which was on Monday, yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your dad? Yeah. Roll back hilarious, hilarious. 15 minutes. Little 15 minute introduction. I said to him, keep it nice and short. I said, just talk about Dillian, Rivas, Alan Price, a little bit about boxing, then pass over to Adam. 15 minutes later, he's still going. Still going. Mm. Just want to pick up on a couple of mm. things your dad said that people are talking about. Mm. Uh, in particular, this slave trade comment mm -hmm. that your dad made and I was watching it and I kind of knew exactly what your dad was, what context If you want to try and spin it, it's easy to spin. What he said was, he was referring to the fact that fighters now control promoters. And back in his day, there was slave contracts for fighters where... Back in his day? His day, yeah, his yeah, yeah, day, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's what he said, no, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Where he was the boss and promoters were the boss. Just like Floyd said, the HBO contract was a slave contract that he, they tried to get him to sign once. Like, that's 
so basically, fighters were told what to do. You're fighting him, right? Etc. Now, it doesn't work like that. Now, the fighters have all the control. And that's what he was talking about. So like, I've been spoken to him. Oh, someone said, he's going, what? So, look, you can spin things how you want to spin it. He's referring to control that fighters have now in their careers, rather than being told and ordered what to do by their bosses who used to be promoters. Now, the game has changed so much where the fighters are my bosses. Back 20 years ago, the promoters were completely the bosses. And actually, they are over here as well. So, yeah. People love a spin, Edward. Of course. Um, if you don't like the pay-per-view, don't watch no, that's it. That's fine. There's that. You can't <laughs> have any... You can't, listen, my dad <laughs> says to me, I'm too old. I said to him yesterday, he goes, fucking, did you watch the press conference? I went, yeah. He went, I oh, fucking smashed it. I went, yeah, a few things people could probably... I said to him, a few things people could probably spin. What? What? I told him, he went, you what? What are you talking about? And I said, and the pay-per-view, you know, if you don't like... He said, well, fucking right, isn't it? He said, listen, son, I'm too old to lie. So what you're going to get from him is brutal honesty. He don't care. Like, he'll tell you how it is. Even the way he was talking about Dylan. You know, yeah, but I'm, Dylan's I'm warming to you. Yeah, but he's just honest. Like you. But, but, that's, yeah. but the problem is, is in today's world, he will get himself into trouble because he's proper, proper old school. And he just speaks from the heart. Right? So when he says that, he goes, look, I've seen people, like, as always, complain about the pay-per-view. It's pretty simple. He actually said as well, it's great that the fighters are getting this opportunity to earn money from these kind of events. And if you don't like it, don't buy it. I've said that, said I've that, said that a dozen times. Like you get to a stage where how many times have you got to say it? Pay-per-view, what he actually said was, there's no one with a coming around your house saying, you've got to buy this pay-per-view. Right? It's up to you. If you think it delivers value for money, buy it. If it doesn't, don't buy it. Tell me a pay-per-view that we've done after Bellew Cleverly. <laughs> right? How long ago was Bellew Cleverly? I don't know, four, four years, years ago, ago? Where we haven't delivered value. Or you really think that you've, you've turned off the TV and gone, that wasn't worth £19.95. And be honest, like, I can't remember one. And once again, on July 20th, as always, Matrim track record, we will deliver a fantastic um, fight card with a great main event, with Alan Price, and with loads, loads more to come. And, as always, if you don't wish to purchase an evening worth of entertainment with a number of fantastic fights for six hours of your night for £19.95 on Sky Sports, then I'm sorry you will miss out. But that's your choice. Ed, Tyson Fury. Your dad brought up Tyson mm. Fury in the press conference and made reference to his fight with Tom Schwartz mm. uh, in Vegas. Um, Tyson Fury yeah, Ty responded to that yeah. Tyson, to you Tyson and your dad. Tyson Fury's got this thing that he thinks my dad's like a big boozer or something. He's always said it, like little diggy comments. I've known my dad obviously for 39 years. I reckon I've seen him pissed about five times, to be honest with you. But anyway, um, no one's dad's perfect, are they? You know, but I love my dad. I'll back him every second of the way. And so did I you thought, put him back in the cupboard? Yeah, I thought it was really disrespectful, to be honest. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, he's a boozer or a drinker. He's not, but like, you know, let's look at history of people. Like, you can't really be pretending you're this great role model and then talking to people like that. Um, so I was disappointed with Tyson's comments, but it is what it is with him. You know, one minute he's giving his entire purse away to charity, which obviously never did. And on the other hand, 
he's now going back to his diggy ways of negativity, so I don't know. But, you know, I, I, I don't take too kindly to anybody talking about my family. But what my dad said about Tyson Fury was, you said you're this guy, you fight everyone, you fight anyone. You got ordered to fight with Deontay Wilder, the rematch that everybody wanted, and you turned it down to fight a guy who was who's ranked 90th in the world on BoxRec. Again, BoxRec, for people who don't understand what BoxRec is, it's an independent ranking system that has no politics, right? So you could fight for a title, like Tom Schwartz is number two with the WBO. Trevor Bryan is number one with the WBA. Do they deserve to be there? Absolutely not in a million years, because they've never beaten anyone in that top 15. So, but when you win an intercontinental title or a regional belt and you keep defending it, you do automatically climb the rankings. But on BoxRec, this guy is, in fact, I just want to get the facts on this because, again, I'm not saying that BoxRec is the be-all and end-all, but it gives you a good, good, good understanding of where people are. So Tom Schwartz is, that they've brought him forward, actually. That's interesting. He was, nine, he was 89th, they've brought him up to 37th. But he's the fourth best heavyweight in Germany. Okay? So he is behind Marco Hook, behind Ajit Kiabel, behind Christian Hammer. So he's, he's, he ain't the best. That's all my dad was saying. But Tyson's, it's obviously hit a nerve with Tyson. But again, Tyson does a great job of telling people he's this and he's that. He's turned down the Deontay Wilder rematch. Let's not lose sight of, of what's happened here. And I understand that because he's making a lot of money. So, you know, but I'm not going to respond and start slagging him off because I can't be bothered with it. Got to stay focused on what we're doing. But I, I didn't take too kindly to the comments. I didn't feel that he really insulted Tyson Fury. I think he just said, I think you should attack Deontay Wilder fight and you're fighting a geezer who's terrible. That's what he said. July 20th card, you've added the big truck against the White Rhino. Yes. You um, like that, don't you? I love that fight, absolutely. Um, just, obviously you spoke about potentially putting a Coley and Lebedev on it. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. That's not happening? Correct. For what reason? Lebedev, I think, will retire. I don't want to talk out of turn for him, but like, unless this magical offer emerges from somewhere. Can a Coley still fight? Yes, and he, we, we will also, looks like we're going July 6th as well. Where? Uh, in Manchester. Just working on that now. So Normal show or next gen? Yeah, no, normal show. Normal show. Night, so. so what happens with that title then? Could Akoli still Nothing. fight? I that? mean, there's, there's a big logjam as well. There's um, Shumanov and someone's got an interim belt. So it's all up in the air at the moment. But it doesn't look like the Lebedev fight will happen in July. What about Chisora? He could possibly be on that card as well. I don't think it'll be Parker. No. Um, What's the other option for Chisora then? I don't know. Just, um, no, the, the Gashi fight was disappointing because Gashi did exactly what we didn't think he'd do, which was run around for 10 rounds. So he could be on the card. Some other big domestic fights as well. Um, we're announcing today, I think, our first fight of the card, which will be the 6pm fight, which will be Richard Riakpour against Chris Billum-Smith. Great fight. Um, which is a really good sort of domestic fight, two undefeated cruisers. Um, really, really good fight. And then we've got... Could so Ritson be on it? Possibly, yeah. So we've got... Against Robbie Davis? Mm, Robbie Davis. We tried to make that fight, but Robbie Davis said he won't be ready. So we've got Wyatt Rivas, Price Allen, and then three fights in between them, and then Riakpour... 
against Billum Smith will kick us off. So we've got three more televised fights to add, and then we've got. You'll two definitely fights. have one, at least one more heavyweight fight on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a big car. Can't do Tom Little and Cash Alley on there. Might do Tom Little. Uh, he might, might fight the Zane fight. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, any updates on June the first card? Because you've not announced. Which card? June the first. Yeah, we're announcing hopefully this week. So that'll be Cheeseman. So Cheeseman. Cheeseman's yeah, on the card. So Cheeseman and Fitz are going to be fighting both in June and July, and they're going to fight each other in September. Okay. Okay. And then the Craig Richards is fighting Andre Sterling, final eliminator for the. On what card? On the June June. Oh, sorry. Talk about June twenty one. What's June twenty one? Oh, sorry, I thought that's what you were talking about. June 21 is a next-gen card at York Hall. So June 1, going back to that, yeah. Cheeseman's not on June oh, 1. No, no, sorry. <laughs> so June 1 is going to be uh, AJ Kate Taylor. Ruiz. Kate Taylor in the undisputed fight. Yeah. Callum Smith defending his world title will announce that this week. Yeah. Looking to announce Algeria against Tommy Coyle. Yeah. And also Boatsy and Josh Kelly are the other two okay. who could be getting a slot on there. So. Okay. So June 21st, June London. 21st is next-gen show, Friday yeah. night, York Hall. Cheeseman. Craig Richards, Andre Sterling, Felix Cash, um, Shannon Courtney, Charlie Frankham, some of our US guys as well. Okay, interesting. Any other shows in July? July 6th. 6th. July. Who July, will headline Manchester? I'm working on that at the moment. That'll be Fitzgerald against Brian Rose. Crawler? As well. No, I don't think so. Okay. Just text me actually. Um, so, July, so, July 6th, July 20, and then July 27 will be American card. Well, August. Would that be Texas Andrade? No, Andrade is June 29. Um, we'll announce that on Saturday Night Live on air. Okay. What did you make of Shelley Finkel's comments today about... Just gutting. Gutting. Again, this is like... I just, I'm, I'm just glad now that finally people are starting to see. It's like the Ortiz thing. If I hadn't said something about the Ortiz thing, imagine we just would have been non-stop at stick. So now, with Shelley Finkel coming out and saying... Um, that the fight definitely won't happen until 2020? Uh, yeah. I'm like, why? I mean... Can why? I just quote him quickly? Until recently, they didn't want the fight. We have a pretty full plate this year, and we will discuss fighting Joshua next year. John Skipper and I are developing a very good relationship. Talks will continue and eventually lead to a fight. Depressing. But I can't be bothered to talk about it because we've got to go for the grand arrivals and I just hope now the public are seeing the truth that's all quick thoughts on Frank Warren possibly well he will announce a show for the 13th of July a week before you mm. um, has yeah, any Joyce against Dubois good fight Joyce against Dubois no I don't made, think so well that's the one ordered by the ball. That's Talking to Sam Jones the other day, he yeah. said that's not necessarily going to be the case. No. Rumours of Joyce against Gorman, possibly, but we don't know until I think they've got a press conference. Feel on sorry Thursday. for Gorman. We don't know. Feel sorry for Gorman. I think he's just been slung in and used as a carrot, really. I think he's a good fighter, Nathan Gorman, and now he's being pushed out of the picture and just basically you've been used as an opponent. So if he fights one of those guys, I hope he gets a massive payday. But does it affect you, kind of? In what way? Well, back-to-back -back oh, shows no, at the O2 really. is not... Up, we've sold a huge amount of tickets already, so we've got a great card. Big, international, high-quality, world-class card. So, Just a quick couple of things. Ryan Burnett moving mm -hmm. to top rank. Mm -hmm. Can you just talk to me about that? 
Yeah, um, obviously he took the fight in the World Boxing Super Series. Um, we got him the unification fight. He got injured in that. Adam came to me and said, do you have an offer for Ryan? And we didn't make him an offer. Um, he kept me up to speed with everything. He, Ryan texted me the other day, we wish him all the best. I think it's a good opportunity for him. Okay. Klitschko rumours keep surfacing. Yeah, I think he's looking at it. I mean, nothing is happening. But I, Have I the Zone spoke to him recently? Yeah, they've spoken to him. But, listen, we'd love him back. I love Klitschko. I think he's great. But, we'll see. Um, Luke Campbell mm -hmm. uh, and Devin Haney. So that's what you want. Yeah, you I signed Devin want. Haney as well. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, and you can do Devin interview when you're at Of course. Him. That's what I want. I think that's what the ranking system should allow. Whether that's what the WBC agree, then we'll see. Um, but Campbell's 100% solid. So it's definitely Campbell against someone for the WBC title. And, um, you know, he will find out. He's, July the 27th card is the date we've got penciled for Campbell to fight for the world title. In America? Yes. If it's Haney. If it's Haney. Yeah. Okay. All right. We will speak again we'll this week loads, about, yeah. we haven't spoken about Canelo Jacobs, yep. but we will uh, talk about that at tomorrow's press conference. Yep. Um, yeah. Fine. Cool. Eddie Hearn, thanks for this interview today, and uh, like I said, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Hopefully, by, well, no, by the time this has gone out, Joshua Ruiz would have been confirmed. Yep. Cheers, bro. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.